Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Nate and Mete. What's up, guys? So, yo, yo. All right. Uh, in today's uh, episode, we're just going to jump right into uh, recapping some games from Monday's slate. Uh, we'll also take a look at some games from Tuesday's slate, the ones that have finished, and we'll look at some of the scores of the ones still going on as we're recording. Then we'll move right into our fantasy basketball pickups for the week. And then we'll just jump right into previewing Wednesday's games. Uh, We'll take a look at the game slate and we'll take a look at some of the spreads and sort of predict our winners. So uh, let's just hop right into it. Uh, We'll start with the recap from Monday. Uh, We'll start with the first game, the Philadelphia 76ers being the Charlotte Hornets, 127 to 124. Uh, We have Joel Embiid leading the Sixers with 43 points. Uh, Kelly Oubre led the Hornets with 35 Embiid 15 rebounds lead the Sixers, while P.J. Washington had eight to lead the Hornets. And then Embiid also had seven assists. He led in all three major categories for the Sixers, while Gordon Hayward had nine to lead the Hornets. Uh, Matt, I'll just get to you on the Sixers. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Yeah, uh, it's a huge game from Joel Embiid. It's his best game since he's returned from COVID. And he's been out for like three weeks because of that, so... He kind of needed some time to get going, and he's finally looking like himself again. And for the Sixers, uh, they're doing all this without Ben Simmons. At this point, I'm trying to uh, figure out if they're even going to get a trade done this season as, I don't know, it looks like the their asking price is too much for Simmons, and other teams are not willing to pay up the price they're asking for. They're asking for multiple first rounders and a really good player from uh, every team I see reports from. So yeah, uh, I don't know how this Ben Simmons situation turns out. Yeah, um, I've seen rumors, you know, Ben Simmons, maybe for Kyrie Irving, but we don't know how that's going to work out with Kyrie's situation either. It's a lot of stuff up in the air, but we'll get now to the Charlotte Hornets. Nate, I'll just get to you. Uh, this team loses in overtime. They're, uh, they have around the same record as the Sixers, but I guess what are your thoughts? I mean, I feel like this is still a pretty good performance um, by the Hornets. They've been able to keep it close with a lot of good teams, and um, even though the record doesn't really show it for the 76ers, I feel like they're still – they should be around, like, a top-five team in the East, at, at least at least on paper anyway. So I think this is a pretty good – Um, job still yeah I know a lot of the teams from the east have had players missing like for part of the year I know the Bucks had players missing Uh, the Nets obviously don't have Kyrie the Sixers don't have Ben Simmons and Embiid's been out for a while so yeah there's a lot of these teams they haven't had their players I guess we got to see once they get all their players back who actually are the top teams in the east but definitely Charlotte is playing pretty well for sure So let's move on to the next game. Uh, The OKC Thunder beat the Detroit Pistons 114-103. to Shai Gilgis-Alexander, 30 points lead the Thunder. Cade Cunningham with 28 to lead the Pistons. Jeremiah Robinson Earl had 8 rebounds to lead the Thunder. Well, Cade Cunningham at 11 to lead Detroit. And then Shai Gilgis-Alexander, 13 assists to lead the Thunder. Well, Cade Cunningham had 5. So 
big games for Shai Gilgis Alexander and Cade Cunningham for their respective teams. I'll start with you, Nate. I guess what are your thoughts on OKC? Uh, I guess this was a much needed win. I guess for the most part, they're still in um, rebuilding phase. So they're just trying to see what the young players can do. And I guess uh, they should be pretty happy with the progress so far. Yeah, I definitely agree. Really solid game from them. Uh, I guess, Mette, I'll just move to you on Detroit. I guess, what are your thoughts on their team? Yeah, like uh, Oklahoma, they're another rebuilding team. And they're just trying to see uh, who they're trying to keep around for the future. And... Uh, Kate Cunningham, he's been great the last couple of weeks. He's putting up great numbers, almost triple doubling on this game. And yeah, he's looking like the real deal. He had a rough start uh, first couple of games, but lately he's definitely looking like a number one pick. Yeah, I definitely agree. When you lead your team in all three major stat categories, uh, you're definitely playing really well. So um, Cunningham's looking really solid for this Pistons team. Uh, let's just move to the next game here. Indiana Pacers beating the Washington Wizards 116-2-110. Um, Bradley Beal led the Wizards with 34 points. DeMantis Sabonis had 30 to lead the Pacers. Um, Daniel Gafford, 10 rebounds to lead the Wizards, while DeMantis Sabonis had 10 to lead the Pacers. Aaron Holiday, five assists to lead the Wizards, while Malcolm Brogdon had eight for the Pacers. Um, I guess, Metti, I'll get to you on Indiana. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? They've kind of been up and down this year. Yeah, they're very inconsistent, like you said, up and down. And there was reports today saying they're interested in shopping around, shopping around their players, see what they can get from them. And it looks like uh, they want to start a rebuild. So I think if they're going to do that, they probably build around Chris Duarte. He was their first pick last season. He had a great start to the season lately. It's been all right. He kind of cooled down, but yeah, I think he's got a good future. He's a great uh, scorer, can make his own shot. He's got the three ball. Yeah, so I think I I think the best uh, bet for them is to actually go for a rebuild as lately for the last couple of years. They've been like stuck in this uh, mode where they're uh, they make the playoffs, but they never win a playoff round. So, yeah, they're kind of in no man's land, and I think it makes sense for them to rebuild. Yeah, I think ever since Paul George left, this team just hasn't felt the same. I feel like they've sort of been in that limbo, like you said. But, yeah, Nate, let me get to you on the Wizards now. I guess what are your thoughts on this team after this loss? I guess it was uh, pretty disappointing, especially considering um, this isn't really even the Pacers team from uh, last last year where they had um, some unexpected scoring depth and they were able to keep up with some top-tier teams. But I feel like um, you can't really think too much about this loss. All right. And uh, just moving on to the next game here, um, we have the Memphis Grizzlies beating the Miami Heat uh, 105-90. to um, big game for Memphis. Uh, Desmond Bain, 21 points to lead the Grizzlies. Tyler Hero, 24 to lead Miami. Then Steven Adams, 16 assists to lead the Grizzlies, while Dwayne Dedman had six to lead the Miami Heat. Then Dylan Brooks, eight assists to lead the Grizzlies, while Kyle Lowry had eight to lead Miami. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll start with you on Memphis. I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on this win? Um, It's a pretty good uh, win, and 
Um, Memphis has been steadily climbing um, up the standings in the West. So again, a really good job by the Grizzlies. Yeah, really solid here. Uh, definitely playing uh, really well. Um, I guess, Mete, I'll just move to you uh, on the Miami Heat. I guess, what are your thoughts on this loss? Yeah, I think this is a tough loss as uh, the Grizzlies were without John Morant, easily their best player. So if you look at it that way, it's a tough loss. But uh, they they lost Jimmy Butler as well uh, during this game. I think it was his first game back from an injury, a tailbone, and then he hurt the same tailbone again. So uh, it's really rough. Hopefully he's good and he can play. But yeah, Butler, he's definitely one of their best players, if not the best. So they definitely need him out there. Yeah, and they already don't have Bam for a little while also. So they're already down, guys. So yeah, like, like you said, it is tough being down two of your best players. A good win for the Grizzlies, though. Uh, moving to the next game, Chicago Bulls being the Denver Nuggets, 109-297. Um, taking a look at the stats, Zach Levine, 32 points to lead the Bulls. Monte Morris, 19 to lead the Nuggets. Then for rebounds, Lonzo Ball, 10 to lead the Bulls. Jeff Green at 13 for the Nuggets. And then for assists, uh, A.O., uh, Don Sun Mu had uh, eight to lead the Bulls, and then uh, Nikola Jokic had 15 assists to lead the Denver Nuggets. Um, I guess, Mete, I'll get to you on Chicago. Um, this is a pretty big win considering they didn't have DeMar DeRozan in this game. Yeah, it's huge as Nuggets, they're still a playoff team, even though it's just Jokic right now without Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, but uh, DeMar. That's a big blow for the Bulls. He's been playing at an MVP level, but uh, they've got depth. So uh, they could definitely still win a lot of games. And uh, Dosonmu, the rookie for the Bulls, he did a great job filling in for DeMar. So, yeah, I like the depth for the Bulls, even though he's probably the best player on the Bulls right now, DeMar. Uh, I think they'll be fine until he's back. Yeah, they definitely look fine considering the way they played in this game. But uh, Nate, let me get to you on the Nuggets. I guess, what are your thoughts on them after this loss? Um, I guess it's kind of unfortunate that they fell to the Bulls, but I feel like the Bulls are one of the best teams in the in the East this year. And um, the Nuggets aren't fully healthy. Jamal Murray's still out. Um, I feel like every player they really tried to step up. It wasn't just um, Jokic trying to carry the entire team this game, but um, it's really hard to keep up with the team when you don't have your best uh, players. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, being without two of their starters, yeah, it makes sense why they might be struggling. They've dropped now to eighth in the West. So, yeah, um, definitely agree with you there. They definitely need to sort of turn things around. I don't know uh, whether they'll be getting any of those two players soon, but, um, yeah, uh, definitely uh, they need to turn it around for sure. Uh, moving to the next game, Milwaukee Bucks being the Cleveland Cavaliers, 112-2-104. Uh, looking at the stats, Yanis uh, leads the Bucks uh, with 27 points. Uh, Jared Allen with 25 to lead the Cavs. Bobby Portis, 16 rebounds to lead the Bucks, while Jared Allen had nine to lead the Cavs. Uh, in terms of assists, Chris Middleton, eight to lead uh, the Bucks, and then Darius Garland had nine to lead Cleveland. Um, Nate, I'll get to you on Milwaukee. I guess, what are your thoughts on this win? 
I think it's pretty impressive, um, even though um, the Caps, they don't necessarily have like, um, I guess a top eight record. I feel like the Caps are playing um, really, really well this week. Um, they were beating a lot of teams that you wouldn't uh, really expect. And I feel like um, this is a pretty good sign for the Bucks. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the Bucs, uh, they've just been so solid ever since they got their players back. They just keep winning. And, I mean, uh, Mete, I'll get to you on the Cavs. They've been pretty solid as well. I guess what are your thoughts on them? Yeah, they were really good at the start of the year. Uh, lately, they've been okay. But, yeah, uh, still, I said this a couple episodes ago. Uh, this lineup they run with Allen, Mobley, and Markkanen, it's – Three guys who've got center size. It's pretty impressive to me, honestly. Uh, I, it might be like the biggest lineup in the NBA probably. And then uh, right now they don't have Sexton or not even right now. They haven't had him for a couple weeks. So that sucks for them. But yeah, they're, they're doing pretty good, I think, uh, given their uh, situation. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, they're definitely making the most out of it. They still have a winning record. So, I mean, uh, that's pretty good uh, so far while missing one of their star players. Uh, moving on to the next game, Atlanta Hawks beating the Minnesota Timberwolves 121-110. to 110. Uh, We have Trey Young leading the Hawks with 29 points. Carl Anthony Towns leading the Wolves with 31. Clint Cabela, 16 rebounds to lead the Hawks. And Carl Anthony Towns also had 16 to lead the Wolves. Trey Young, 11 assists to lead the Hawks, and then Anthony Edwards with seven to lead Minnesota. Um, I guess, Matt, I'll bounce to you on the Atlanta Hawks. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? They're starting to turn their season around. Yeah, they definitely are turning it around. They've had a really rough start. I think there were like four or five games under 500 a couple of weeks ago, so it's looking much better. And I know Minnesota, they've been a pretty bad team. Uh, last couple of years, but this season, they're ninth, almost 500, and this was a road game, so honestly, it's a pretty good win, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree. Hawks got a big win here. Uh, Nate, I'll bounce it to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on Minnesota? Um, I feel like they've been improving a little bit um, this season. I think at the start of the season, they weren't really doing so well, which I guess would have been disappointing considering the talent that they have on their uh, roster but I think if they uh, keep improving then um, they might have a chance to make the playoffs it's going to be hard but maybe there's a chance yeah I mean uh, I know we talked about Denver holding that eighth spot I mean they've been banged up if uh, Minnesota can somehow stay healthy maybe they have a chance to sort of pass Denver in the standings maybe pass another team definitely have to see about that but yeah um I know this was a rough loss, but hopefully uh, the Wolves can rebound after that. Um, getting to the next game, um, yeah, this Phoenix team has just been unreal. They've won so many games. Uh, they beat the Spurs 108 to 104. Um, looking at the stats here, Chris Paul leads the Suns with 21 points. DeJounte Murray leads the Spurs with uh, 17. Uh, then in terms of rebounds, uh, Aiton with nine to lead the Suns. And then Jakob Pertl had 11 to lead the Spurs. Then for assists, Chris Paul had 10 to lead the Suns. And then DeJounte Murray had 14 to lead San Antonio. Um, Nate, I'll get to you on the Suns. I mean, this has probably been one of the best teams in the NBA right now. 
yeah, um, they've just been beating pretty much um, every team team they they see. So they're pretty much like a top three team in the entire league at this point. Yeah, I mean, they've been beating pretty much anyone. I think their only loss uh, recently has been against Golden State, from what I remember. But, uh, yeah, they've been playing so solid. Uh, Medtail, i just get to you on the Spurs. I mean, they've, they've been playing a bit better lately, but they've still underwhelmed quite a bit, I guess. What are your thoughts on them? Yeah, I, I kind of like the Spurs. I think they recently beat the Warriors. So, yeah, that's really impressive. The Warriors probably got like four losses max right now. So definitely impressive, but uh, it looks like they're in rebuild. I feel like they should be playing their uh, first pick, Joshua Primo, more. This might be like the first time I've seen him over like 10 minutes. So, yeah, he had a good game. He had three steals, four blocks, and I feel like they're uh, rebuilding. They don't have much to play for this season. Why not drop a guy like... Bryn Forbes from the rotation and give those minutes to Primo, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree. I would probably do the same thing, but probably not at the moment because Forbes has been playing pretty good. But um, yeah, I definitely agree. Probably like phase him out slowly and sort of bring in a guy like Primo. Definitely would agree with that. I guess speaking of the Warriors, they got a big win here. They beat the Magic 126 to 95. Um, Steph Curry, of course, leads the Warriors, 31 points. Gary Harris with 17 to lead the Magic. Then Jordan Poole had seven assists to lead Golden State, while Wendell Carter had 12 rebounds to lead the Magic. Then Steph Curry, eight assists to lead Golden State, while Franz Wagner had six to lead Orlando. Uh, Mete, I'll just get to you on the Warriors. You said they only have four losses on the season. They've been playing amazing. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, definitely a contender. They're doing this without uh, Wiseman and Clay Thompson. So, yeah, when those two come back, they're going to be at full strength, and they should be even better. And Wiggins, man, he's a really impressive game from him, 8 of 10 from 3. It's not known as a three-point shooter, and I think his three-pointer has gone much better, especially since getting to Golden State. So, yeah, I feel like this was a good fit for him. Uh, in Minnesota, there was kind of a lot of pressure on him, and now he's playing with Curry. So there's not as much pressure on him, and he's doing great. Yeah, I definitely agree. Once you get to Golden State, you got to learn how to shoot threes because that's how they they play. Um, definitely agree with all those points. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you on Orlando. I guess this is just a routine loss at this point. Unfortunately, that's what it's uh, looking like. I feel like um, if they should start improving soon, hopefully um, they do look look like um, their talent is um, it's all right for a rebuilding team, but they are still rebuilding. They're probably going to have a more losses, hopefully not more losses like this, though. Yeah, uh, this was too big of a loss. I definitely agree with that. And yeah, they're re- they're rebuilding, so they're getting experience. And yeah, they definitely should continue to improve. Um, getting to the next game here, the LA Clippers being the Portland Trailblazers, one hundred two to ninety. Uh, Paul George leads the Clippers with twenty one points. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic with thirty one to lead Portland. And then in terms of rebounds, Paul George eight to lead the Clippers. Robert Covington at ten to lead Portland. Then in terms of assists, Reggie Jackson had six to lead the Clippers, while Dennis Smith Jr. 
had seven to lead Portland. Um, Nate, I'll just get to you on the Clippers. Um, they're playing pretty well, but what are your thoughts? Um, I feel like uh, this is kind of a much-needed uh, win, especially against a Trailblazers team that I think they're pretty good on paper. They just haven't been able to, I guess, kind of figure things out yet. But um, Clippers aren't even fully healthy either, and they're still fit, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, the only tough thing for Portland, uh, they didn't have their big-name players in. I guess, Mete, getting to you, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on the Blazers? Yeah, uh, like you said, they're missing McCollum and Damian Lillard, and those are their two best guys. But I'm happy to see Dennis Smith Jr. He got an opportunity, and he almost triple-doubled. So he had a pretty good game, and I always thought he had a pretty good rookie year, and then he gets traded for Przingis. Uh, in New York, he had kind of a rough start, and then he lost – like all of his minutes and got completely dropped from the rotation. And yeah, he was uh, not playing anywhere. And then finally he gets an opportunity again and he had a great game. So uh, yeah, I think uh, that's really cool for me to see as I, I was a big fan of Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr. in his rookie year. Yeah, absolutely. He has been playing really well. Uh, those minutes opened up at the point guard position, so he's definitely uh, filling in well. Um, that's the end of the Monday slate. We'll take a look at some of Tuesday's games. There is one final. It is the Brooklyn Nets beating the Dallas Mavericks 102-99. to um, Kevin Durant led the Nets with 24 points. Uh, Luka Doncic had 28 to lead uh, Dallas. And then in terms of rebounds, Nick Claxton had nine to lead the Nets. Kristaps Porzingis had 12 to lead the Mavericks. And then in terms of assists, James Harden led the Nets with 12, while Luka had nine to lead Dallas. Uh, Mete, I'll just get to you on Brooklyn. I guess another routine win for them, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, but it looks like a tough one as uh, they outscored the Mavericks 27-13 in the fourth, so... Yeah, they really had to work hard, and that's a really clutch fourth quarter for them, plus 14, and to hold the Mavericks to 13 in one quarter is impressive. So, yeah, the, the Nets are currently number one in the East, and honestly, I think that's pretty much expected, even without Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I mean, both KD and Harden played over 40 minutes in this game. They definitely just carried the floor pretty much the entire time they just pretty much were the two best players in this game so like you said it's expected I definitely agree with that uh, Nate just getting to and Dallas I guess what are your thoughts on them in this loss um like Mete said it basically came down to the fourth quarter unfortunately the Nets just outscored them I don't think the Mavericks really played that bad most of their players they really stepped up you can't really blame uh, Luca, he played a really good game as well. It's just that the Nets, they were on point defensively and offensively this game. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, big comeback for the Nets. Um, they're, they're just making it look so easy at this point. Um, and yeah, it's not like Dallas played a bad game. They just kind of let up in the fourth quarter and then Brooklyn sort of took over. Um, and then, yeah, that's the end of the final games for Tuesday. Out of the ones still going on, we have the Knicks up on the Spurs in the fourth quarter. 
And then uh, the other game, uh, we have the Lakers up on the Celtics in the first quarter. So we won't be covering those. So we'll just move on now to our fantasy basketball pickups for the week. Um, Nate, I'm going to start with you. I guess who's your guard pickup for the week? I guess you can take a look at um, maybe Shake Milton for the week. I think um, for the season, he's averaging 11.7 points three rebounds, almost three assists. It's more of a deep league pickup as um, he does have some, um, I guess, some kind of like street streakiness to him. But I feel like for a deep league, you should be able to take a look at him. All right. And I guess for my uh, guard pickup for the week, I have uh, Luke Kennard from the LA Clippers. Uh, he plays uh, shooting guard and small forward. Uh, in Yahoo leagues. Um, honestly, he's one of those guys, uh, if you need threes, uh, he's been like, I think in his past uh, four games, he's had like two or more threes. Uh, he's been averaging over three threes. So it's been really solid. Uh, he's been getting like double digit points. He's been getting like, he's been averaging around five rebounds as well. Uh, and he's been getting a, an average of one steal per game. And uh, yeah, so he's pretty much chipping in from everywhere. Uh, in those four games, perfect free throw, a really solid field goal as well. So definitely take a look at Kennard. Um, and then Matt, I'll get to you for your guard pickup for the week. Yeah, so for guard, I decided to go with Chris Duarte from the Indiana Pacers. It's only shooting guard eligible, but he's 39% rostered. So he might not be on your waiver wire. And if he is, I definitely advise you to snag him as I told you guys that the Pacers look like they want to rebuild. And I feel like Duarte is the guy they rebuild around. So if they trade everyone away, he becomes a top guy there. He recently got uh, back into the starting five as well. So his minutes are back up. He's a good three-point shooter, solid rebounder. He's been pretty good for steals lately. I think on the Monday game, he had like four. So yeah, I really like uh, the future for Chris Duarte. All right, and now let's move uh, into our forward pickups for the week. I'll start with you, Nate, again. I guess, who's your forward for the week? I guess for the week, you can maybe take a look at Eric Gordon again. Um, he's been averaging 14 points, um, 1.9 rebounds, 2.8 assists. His biggest draw is basically threes and scoring. Um, as long as he has a good shooting night, he's he has the ability to score um, up to 20 uh, points a game. I think he scored 23 against New Orleans and 24 against Orlando. So um, he's definitely another a player I think people have to take a look at, especially if they need shooting. All right. And uh, my forward pickup for the week is Jeff Green from the Denver Nuggets. We talked about how banged up they are. So he has been in their starting rotation. Um, he's been averaging double-digit points over his past uh, five or six games. I think one of those games he had over 20 points, so he's playing really well. Um, he'll get you rebounds as well. He double-doubled his last game. Um, he'll get you uh, some assists. I think he's had games with three assists, two assists. Then there was one game he had two assists, two steals, and two blocks. So he's pretty much covering a lot of different categories right now. But he's also a, a bigger a forward player that can shoot the three ball as well. Um, he'll like put in like two or three uh, three-pointers every night. Um, he's got a good shooting percentage, obviously, because uh, he plays pretty close to the net. 
Um, and he's great at getting uh, free throws as well. So Jeff Green's covering everything. Definitely go pick him up. I believe he's only like, what, 15% rostered. And he's in their starting lineup. So you could probably use him maybe 12-team, 14-team leagues. Definitely go take a look at Green. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you for your forward for the week. So for forward, I have Garrison Matthews from the Houston Rockets. Currently shooting guard and small forward eligible. 30% rostered. So... There's a good chance he's on the waiver wire for you. And yeah, he's mostly a three-point specialist. Uh, a lot of nights he's over three threes lately. Uh, he's good for points. Pretty good uh, efficiency. And he gets some steals. But outside of that, he doesn't do much. So yeah, it is a waiver wire though. So you can't really expect much. I think uh, for... A 30% roster player, he's uh, definitely worth a look. All right. And uh, Nate, I'll get to you. Let's move to centers now. Who's your center pickup for the week? I guess for the week, you can maybe take a look at JaVale McGee in deeper leagues. Um, it's averaging 10.7 rebounds. Um, he's mostly uh, points and rebounds kind of um, center. His field goal percentages are pretty good because he plays really um, close to the rim so um, yeah if you need some field goal percentages and you need some points you need some rebounds um, definitely take a look at JPL McGee all right and um, for my center pickup of the week um, I have a recently added uh, center eligible player Precious Achua um, I think he can play both forward positions as well in Yahoo so um, try eligible a try eligibility is really solid um, it looks like Cam Birch is still on IR, and it looks like uh, the Raptors don't really want to give Chris Boucher a lot of minutes. So it looks like Precious Achua is the starting center moving forward. So um, he's going to be in the starting lineup. He's going to get 30 minutes a night. Uh, he double-doubled in his last game. He adds about a couple of assists every game and, you know, a steal here and there, and he'll put up some blocks being a center. So he's throwing a little bit in uh, for each category. Um, I'm just a little bit concerned about some of his percentages, but if you have a lot of good shooters on your team and you need those like nitty gritty stats, like rebounds and blocks and stuff, then definitely go pick him up. And I guess in deep leagues, he should be must own for sure. Um, Mete, I'll get to you on centers. Who's your pickup for the week? So for center, uh, Dwayne Dedman from the Miami Heat. Uh, he's only got center eligibility and he's 45% rostered. So He's got the least chance out of the three guys I just listed of being on your waiver wire, but with the injury to Bam Adebayo, he's been put into the starting lineup and he's done a great job as he's really efficient. He can shoot the three-pointer. Like all centers, he can get rebounds, blocks. Uh, his steals are all right and the assists aren't really there, but He's a center. So, yeah, uh, I really like uh, Dwayne Dedman right now uh, due to him being put into the starting five lineup for the Heat. All right. And yeah, that's the end of our fantasy basketball pickups for the week. So let's just move into previewing the Wednesday slate for the NBA. Uh, taking a look at the first game, uh, we got the Chicago Bulls at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, it looks like Cleveland's favored here by two and a half. Um, Mete, I'll start with you, I guess. Uh, who do you like here? I'm kind of surprised that Cleveland is favored. So 
I'd definitely go with the Bulls. All right, Nate, bouncing to you, I guess, who do you like here? I assume they're favoring Cleveland because they're at home, but I feel like you'd still have to go with the Bulls on this. Yeah, I'm actually not sure why Cleveland's favored. Maybe it's because, like, DeMar's out. Or, um, like, honestly, I feel like this game's like a coin flip. So, um, you know, the home advantage will favor Cleveland, but I feel like the Bulls are a better team still. I'll just take um, Chicago getting the points. Uh, you're giving me two and a half with them. I'll take that. Um, then moving to the next game, um, it looks like the 76ers, they're at the Hornets, but the Sixers are favored by seven and a half. We just talked about the recap where they beat the Hornets in overtime. I guess, Mete, getting to you, I guess, which side are you on? Yeah, like you said, uh, last game went to overtime and the Hornets are home. It's uh, kind of a bigger spread. I like the Hornets here, honestly. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Hornets too. I think it might have been a, it might be a bit of a bias off of that overtime game, but I guess, Nate, what is your thoughts on, on this line? I think um, as long as the Hornets are fully healthy um, and they're at home, spread's pretty big, as Mete said. So I feel like um, Hornets should be able to cover this. All right, and uh, moving to the next game, uh, we have the Washington Wizards at the Detroit Pistons. Wizards are favored by five and a half. Nate, I'll start this time with you. I guess, who do you like here? I guess you just have to go with the Wizards on this. And then Mete bouncing to you. I guess, do you feel the same way? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Pistons are four and 19, and always oh, like five and a half, six and a half. It's not the biggest spread, so... Have to go with the Wizards. Yeah, I know the Wizards did have a loss against the Pacers last game, but yeah, I feel like this should be a bounce back spot for them. I definitely would side with uh, Washington as well. Um, and then moving on to the next game, New York Knicks at the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers are favored by four and a half. Uh, Mete bouncing to you, I guess. Who do you like here? I I like the Knicks. They've been struggling. Same with the Pacers, kind of, but. Yeah, I think the Knicks are a better team, and I feel like uh, they're given the plus. They don't really have to win, so I definitely like them here. All right, and getting to you, Nate, I guess, uh, do you like the Knicks here, or do you like the Pacers' favorite four and a half? Uh, I feel like even though four and a half's not really that much, I feel like the Knicks can still cover this. All right, and I guess for me, I might side with the Pacers here. Uh, the Knicks are playing um, as we're recording, so uh, playing in a back-to-back. -back, uh, both road games is a little tough, and the Pacers just came off a big win. They have the guys to do it. I think Pacers should be able to get this done. Um, if the Knicks do win, though, it would be a big statement game, but I, I think I like the Pacers here. Um, getting to the next game, uh, Milwaukee Bucks at the Miami Heat. Bucks are favored by five and a half. Um, Mete, I guess, who do you like here? Um, let's go with the Bucks. Uh, like you said, ever since they've gotten healthier, they've been much better. The Heat don't have Bam out of bio, and there's a chance Butler doesn't play, so I'll just go with the Bucks. All right, Nate, getting to you, are you on the same side, or I guess what are your thoughts? Yeah, the Bucks are healthier than the Heat right now, so I think you'd have to go with them. Yeah, I think I'm going to side with the Bucs as well. I feel like this is a game where they just uh, get a routine win. Um, like you guys mentioned, the Heat are short players. 
So I think it's a no-brainer, and you just keep riding uh, with this uh, Milwaukee team as they keep winning. Um, and then getting to the next game, OKC Thunder at the Toronto Raptors. Um, there's a few different lines here. I think the Raptors are favored by seven and a half. That's the average line here. Um, Nate, uh, Raptors uh, favored by seven and a half. Which team do you like? I uh, feel like the Raptors are a better team on paper. The only thing is um, the, Ra- the Raptors aren't the best at covering spreads when they're favored. I feel like um, it might end up, especially since it's seven and a half, it might end up just being like seven or something and the Raptors don't cover. So I'm going to have to fade them. All right, Mete, I'll bounce to you. Seven and a half. Do you think the Raptors can cover? Yeah, the Raptors have been kind of inconsistent. Uh, Their home record isn't the greatest, even though it's improving lately. And seven and a half is like getting to the bigger side of the spread. So I think uh, it's best to play it safe and go with the Thunder. Yeah, um, I know I've noticed a lot of Raptors games, they aren't favored. Um, hopefully as we get closer to game time, the spread kind of comes down because I feel like Raptors could win this game by like five or six and not cover. I think I agree Nate, with you on that. So right now I would side with the thunder, but hopefully the spread can come down because I definitely think the Raptors should be able to win this game. All right. Getting to the next game. Uh, we have the Mavericks at the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are favored by five points. Uh, Mette, I'll start with you. I guess, which side do you like here? Uh, this is a tough one. Mavericks are on a back-to-back. Grizzlies are without their best player in Morant. I don't know. I feel like my gut's telling me to go with the Mavericks because I think Morant makes that big of a difference. Yeah, I think, honestly, I might lean towards Dallas because it's sort of a toss-up for me, and then you're giving me five points with Dallas. I don't know, Nate, what are your thoughts on this spread? I feel like I'm going to go with the healthier team, so that's going to be Dallas. All right. Uh, all in agreement there. Uh, we'll move to the next game. Utah Jazz at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jazz are favored by eight and a half. Um, Nate, I'll start with you this time, I guess. Which side are you on? Uh, Timberwolves have been uh, improving. They're at home, but um, Jazz are really good at covering, so I'm just going to go with the Jazz. All right, Mete, I'll get it to you. I guess, do you like the Jazz at eight and a half or do you like the Timberwolves? Yeah, I actually like the Timberwolves. They're at home. Like Nate said, they're improving. I like their roster and it's kind of on the bigger side of the spread. So I think they could keep it close. Yeah, it's one of these games where, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of in the air about it. I, uh, I, don't, I really don't know which way it's going to go. Um, I don't know. I just feel like the Jazz are one of those teams that they can just turn it on at any time. I might lean slightly towards Utah. They are pretty good at covering, like Nate said. So uh, I think I'm going to slightly go with Utah here. Um, getting to the next game, Denver Nuggets at the New Orleans Pelicans. The Nuggets are favored by two and a half. Uh, Mete, getting to you, I guess, which side do you like here? Yeah, I think the play is to go with the Nuggets as... Pelicans, although they are home, they're 7-19, and 19, and they're kind of tough to trust. So it's not that big of a spread. I think the Nuggets should and could get it done. All right, Nate, what are your thoughts on that? Um, 
the Pelicans would have to be fully healthy in order to cover this. So if they're not, then you'd have to go to the Nuggets. Yeah, I might lean slightly towards the Nuggets. I feel like this is a bounce back game. They lost to the Bulls. I feel like the Pelicans are a bit easier of a team for them to play. So I think, yeah, it's only like two and a half. I think they if they win, they're going to cover, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Nuggets. Um, then moving to the next game, Brooklyn Nets at the Houston Rockets. Nets are favored by six and a half. Mete, I'll start with you. I guess, uh, which side do you like? Yeah, I think I have to go with the Nets on this one as, yeah, the Rockets are home, but they've got a tough record at seven and 16. Uh, although they are on a, on a mini win streak right now, I think they're on like four or five games. It's the Nets, so it's not the biggest spread. I think I'd be more comfortable with the Nets. I feel like if the Nets weren't coming off a back-to-back, the spread would be at least like eight or nine, I feel like. So I feel like if you're getting them at like six and a half, it's kind of a discount. So I might actually go with the Nets here. I don't know, Nate, what are your thoughts here? Um, I feel like going with the Nets would probably be the safe play here. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking as well. I definitely think they should be able to cover. Getting to the next game, Portland Trailblazers at Golden State Warriors. Warriors are favored by 14 points here. Uh, Nate, this is a big spread. Do you think Golden State can cover? I mean, honestly, as long as Lillard, Lillard's out, you can't really um, count out Golden State from being able to cover even really big spreads. All right, Mete, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, this is a tough call. I think that Lillard and McCollum should be out for this game, but it's a pretty big spread. That's the only thing that's scaring me, but the Warriors are home. They've got the best record in the league, so I think I might have to go with them for those reasons. Yeah, these always seem to be like trap lines. Like the side you feel like is the safe side ends up not being the safe side. Honestly, I'm just going to go with Golden State here. Um, they've been covering like wild spreads. I think they they won by like 30 last game or something. I think we we just talked about it. So, um, yeah, I'm going to keep going with the Warriors until they stop covering because they're, they're beating up on pretty much every team. Um, and then the next game, we have Orlando Magic at the Sacramento Kings. Kings are favored by seven points. Uh, Mette, I'll get to you. I guess, which side are you on? I like the Magic here, honestly. Uh, they have a tough record at 5-20, and 20, but I think they're better than that. And the Kings, they're not the best team as well. And it's kind of like going towards the bigger side of the spread. So... Yeah, I like the magic at, what was it, plus six, seven, something like that? Plus seven, yeah. Yeah. All right. And then uh, Nate getting to you, I guess, which team do you like here? I guess to be different, I'll go with um, the Kings, especially if the Kings have um, Deer and Fox. If they have everybody, they might be able to cover plus, I mean, minus seven. Yeah, I was just about to say check the injury report for the Kings because I feel like they've had some players banged up. If they can have a full uh, lineup, I feel like that they should be able to cover this as well. Um, or else, yeah, if they are missing players, I definitely would side with the Magic. Um, getting uh, to the next game, um, let me just refresh here. I don't see a spread for Celtics at Clippers. I think um, it's because the Celtics are still uh, playing their game right now against the Lakers. Yeah, we won't be able to uh, get a spread there. 
Uh, so uh, we'll just pick a winner here. Uh, Nate, Celtics against Clippers. Uh, who do you think wins this game? Um, It's kind of hard to say. I feel like on paper, Celtics should have the advantage because Clippers aren't fully healthy right now. So, yeah, I'll go with the Celtics. All right, uh, Mete, moving to you, uh, picking a winner between Celtics and Clippers. Yeah, uh, Clippers aren't fully healthy, but if we're going off today, Jalen Brown is out, so that's a big factor. Celtics are on a back-to-back, like you said, too. I think I like the Clippers. They're at home as well. I feel like the spread might be similar to what the spread was today where, like, Celtics were, like, plus four or something. Might be something similar to that. Um, I'll probably just go with the Clippers. I think they're at home. Um, Celtics coming off a of back-to-back. They should be able to cover uh, whatever the spread is. If it's under five, yeah, they, they should be able to cover pretty easily. I think the Clippers should be able to, to, to get it done here. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the preview. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll get to you first. Any last thoughts? Um, I'm really um, impressed with the Warriors. Um, I think just the season before, they I don't even think they – made the playoffs or like they barely made the playoffs and now they're looking like one of the best teams in the league if not the best yeah i definitely agree them and the suns are just like the the two top teams in the west they almost look like they're gonna meet head to head at some point maybe in the western conference finals i don't know um i guess before i get to you metia like it seems like the east has gotten a lot stronger this year in terms of like teams with better records um, I don't know. Do you have any last thoughts on maybe on that or just uh, in general? Yeah, you're definitely right. As the East right now, the eighth seed is the Hornets at 14 and 12. So usually the Eastern Conference, the last couple of seeds uh, are below 500. And so, yeah, it's good to see the East is getting better. The West has always been good, I guess, specifically for an Eastern team to talk about. Just give uh, some love to the Raptors. They've been playing much better lately. And for the West, I was saying the Rockets on a four or five game win streak, but they're on a six game win streak. So, uh, yeah, they only had one win before their win streak. They're playing great lately, especially Christian Wood. He's uh, He's been going crazy lately. Yeah, and they've been doing it without Jalen Green. Um, I guess maybe it shows that he has struggled a little bit in his rookie year, especially playing defense. I feel like they've been a better team defensively without Green getting prime minutes. So I guess when he comes back, he's definitely going to have to work on his defensive game. But yeah, overall, the Rockets have been really solid. I'll definitely agree with that. And yeah, that's the end of this big time basketball episode. Um, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Fan Fan Podcast. We've been posting picks for NBA, NHL, NFL. Definitely go check those out. Uh, this podcast is on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, leave us a review, all that good stuff. And yeah, guys, um, big slate. Uh, for Wednesday. Uh, Definitely a lot of games to check out. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.